funny how every social media website handles breaking news differently. You're going to get different content depending on what you're looking at. Like, let's say, for example, like a kid in Spain fell in a well and they're trying to, like, rescue him. It's like a multi-day saga. You'll log on to Twitter. It'll be like, uh, hi, uh, well expert here. I've got 10 years experience studying holes with water in them. Uh, I can help you make some sense of what's going on in Spain. Here's a thread. And it's like 35 tweets. And you're like, absolutely not reading that. Then you go on Instagram and it's like someone you went to college with is like, just now hearing about what's happening in Spain. feels like just yesterday I was there studying abroad. Solidarity with well kid. And it's like nine posts of them just partying in Barcelona. And you're like, maybe this helps. I'm not sure. You go on TikTok. It's like the darkest comedy you can imagine. It's like, it's like, Spain boys when they see a well and it's like some audio out of context that's like I think I'd like to go in there and all the comments are like bro no uh, and then you go on Facebook and it's like yet another atrocity under Biden's watch why aren't we doing more to help well boy hashtag Biden's well boy and you're like I'm just gonna go to the nearest body of water and see how many skips I can get if I chuck my iPhone what the hell is that stone on air coming up completely unsanctioned by the church Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Ah, welcome in, everybody. Uh, how are you? If you didn't think that open was freaking hilarious, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. And how your humor doesn't line up with mine. Maybe, maybe I'm being a little judgmental and overreactionary. For some reason, you don't find it funny, but I think that was hilarious. This is the Stone on Air podcast for September 29th. Where have you gone, September 2022? Oh boy, do I really hate my generation and basically all of them uh, on today's show. First of all, I'd like to welcome what I would like to think are some new listeners. Maybe a couple, maybe a few, maybe one, maybe a dozen, I don't know. Um, Local Chattanooga stories in the second and third segment of the show. So if you are new to the show and you're like, what's this, who is this dude? What's this guy doing? What's this idiot on the front end talking about TikTok? And um, what am I here for? Well, if you want to hear the stories or my thoughts on the local stories on the Wanderlinger and Pride events of a a little less than a week ago and my thoughts on the Eastridge kid being pepper sprayed and drug out of the school um, a couple of weeks ago, these are about 20-minute segments. So fast forward to 20 minutes in, and that's when you'll get the Wanderlinger um, pride story. And then fast forward 20 minutes after that, if you're looking for the East Ridge uh, thoughts. Now, that might not be exact. Could be a couple minutes either way, but that's roughly how this show goes. My name is Brian Stone. Nice to meet you. Where you been? It's only the most listened to podcast in the city of Chattanooga. I, I don't know how, how you've missed it, but uh, I'm being a little little bit uh, uh, hyperbole there. But um, this is what I do every week on Thursdays. Great to have you here at Stone On Air on all social media. For everybody else, thank you for once again checking in for your midweek download destination. Um, I will get to those, as I just mentioned, second and third segment of the show. I am uh, going to have three pieces of audio and 
have a little bit of fun here in the open segment. Second and third are going to be a little heavier, maybe a lot heavy, depending on how you you know want to put a barometer on it. Um, I'm just going to kind of chit chat on a few things, uh, notes to self, that kind of thing. And I'll start off first of all with I discovered a new drink, a new alcohol, and it's not good for me. And I wish I hadn't because it is absolutely amazingly delicious. It's one of the greatest alcoholic prepackaged drinks I have ever had in my life. That's not what I needed in my life right now. <laughs> I already have enough of those. This High Noon brand, I'm sure you probably already heard of it. I had only kind of heard of it. Now, that segment of the alcohol beverage industry is very, very saturated and diluted, and there are a lot of really crummy brands. Basically, the seltzer uh, category of alcoholic uh, beverages. And so I just assumed it was just another Johnny-come-lately. And I was talking to some people at work. I work in the beer industry. If anybody who is new here does decide to stick with the first uh, segment— and I was talking about how White Claw still seems to be remain king. We're looking at a lot of the numbers amongst the products that we carry. We do not carry High Noon. And somebody had mentioned, yeah, but this High Noon's starting to really take a bite. And I was like, really? I mean, it's, it's, it's a four-pack for 10 bucks. Seriously? That's really expensive. 10 bucks for a six-pack is expensive of White Claw Truly and the, and the like. And just, I don't know, happenstance, that's next weekend, my brother's in town, and he drinks that stuff pretty regularly. And I said, you know what? We were going to watch the Vols game. As a matter of fact, uh, the Vols uh, Gators game at a great little party, backyard party, and uh, on a beautiful day. And I was like, I'm not, I don't want to drink beer. I don't want to drink liquor in the middle of the day. I guess I'll give this high noon stuff a try. And I was floored with how incredible it was. Now, many times over the years, I've tried a new drink, a new flavor of anything, not just alcoholic beverages, but um, my thoughts right now are with alcoholic beverages, and I, I would try it and be like, oh, wow, that's really good, and then you drink like three or four more over a course of three or four days, and you realize it was just different. It wasn't actually good. It was just kind of nice to try something different, but I don't want any more of this junk. That's not the case with this stuff. I want another one every time I have one, so I don't need that, but hey. This is where we're at. Speaking of that party, we had uh, Alligator on the smoker. These guys do it right. The people I was hanging out with, they know how to have fun. And uh, they had it on the smoker for six hours. This little, I don't know, four foot, three and a half foot long alligator they had shipped overnight from Louisiana. They brined it overnight. They put it on the smoker. Everybody admittedly having no idea what they're doing because no one's ever done that before. And the verdict was it was okay. It was it was interesting. It Take these two flavors and blend them. Think um, white meat chicken and white cod fish. White fish. Cod, I think, is what it's called. Put those two flavors together. The blandness of white meat chicken and the kind of somewhat blandness of white fish, and that's kind of the consistency. And then it's it's uh, you know braised in in barbecue sauce, which I'm not a big fan of barbecue sauce because basically makes whatever you're eating just taste like that. But it was fine. It was interesting. So I was happy to finally say now I've had alligator. And for all you damn Vols fans, there you go. Be happy. And I even cheered. I was like, guts go Vols. Come on. It's a good people, good day. I hope they win. When I deep down, I really was kind of thinking, but I'll laugh my ass 
off if they still lose. So I played along. It was a nice day. A couple of things here before I get to those audio pieces. Man, when we're talking the economy, I've just started paying attention pretty close to the uh, stock market. I mean, I, I, I hear the, the noise every day. And I wanted to get a hold of, uh, of my account information, and I needed to change banks on the automatic uh, uh, withdrawal that I have for my IRA. Holy hell, is this thing taking a bath? I mean, this is, I don't have, like, crazy amounts of money. You know, we're talking under six figure, or excuse me, under five figures. Wait, no, what's six figures is hundreds of thousands. Okay, yeah, so under six figures. And, um, but it was still a pretty healthy number. And five, six years ago, it was uh, about the same amount it is now. That's, that, that really stung. And then I started looking at the actual finances of my, my bank accounts. Uh, I do have a couple of different ones used for specific different reasons. And they are as low as they have been in quite possibly a decade. I mean, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me because I'm fine. I've got a, I've got control on this. It's not, it's nothing to be dire straits worried about. But it is, it's starting to really. You don't feel uh, recessions. You don't feel inflations. You don't feel cost absorption quickly. It takes a while, and it. I'm waking up with a bank account that is kind of like it was when I was in my mid twenties, and that's that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. But I mean, I went to you know New York just recently and spent a ton of money. And I went. Uh, I've done a lot of things for fun this year. It's not like I've just you know, I'm sitting around not being able to do anything. I'm I'm spending too much money, and I've just got to change that throughout the rest of the year. And my least time of spending money is this time of year. So I'm not worried about it. I'm not stressed. But it is it's it is concerning that I'm I'm a week away from payday. And I don't really have any money. Technically, I do, but I really don't. It's kind of a crappy place to be. But it is a, uh, it's a microcosm of what we're all feeling, what everybody's feeling on a different level, depending on who you're talking to. And it's all real. And it might get worse before it ever gets better. Um, the hurricane coming through. How do these people in these areas live? I, I, can you imagine trying to live any kind of stressless life in the late summer, fall, and having to deal with this every year. Uh, it is, um, is mind-blowing to me that people can live in the Gulf of Mexico anywhere in any of those states. And I know sometimes it's just, that's just where you were born. You know, that's just where you were brought. And that's just where you end up. And some people don't have any options and that's just their life that I'll never quite be able to understand. But then there's also some people who go there, you know, because they want to. I can't imagine doing it. And the last thing here before I get to this audio is, so Beck uh, did a cover of Old Man, Neil Young's Old Man. And it's it's the, uh, they've used it on the promo running on NBC for Sunday Night Football, which might or might not happen at, in Tampa Bay on Sunday. And it's actually a pretty well done promo. And he's just playing the song traditionally. He's not playing it really differently than Neil did. And the comparison is the old man, uh, 24, and there's so much more. I'm a lot like you with a, a video of Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City and Tom Brady from uh, the Bucks, And it's pretty cool. But Neil Young put a very passive-aggressive post. I don't even really hardly know what it was, but it was very clear that he was 
taken a dig at um, Beck for quote unquote selling out. And I'll explain a little bit more as as the show goes along as to how laughable that is. Neil Young gets harder to like ideologically every single day. He's been one of my favorites of all time. But the reason Beck can play this song is because Neil Young sold 50% of his catalog. When everybody was selling all their music rights for the hundreds of millions of dollars, Neil Young sold half of his catalog, which you know is going to include his best songs. So you're, you're taking a dig at Beck for selling out when the only reason he can get away with doing that is you sold out your rights to your music. This guy, I, I, it must be a portion of just senile along with ideolo- ideology that is just kind of decaying. I don't know. But uh, there's that. I'll play uh, the song from back here in a minute and then a, a thought or two more on that before it's all said and done. And I think that is all. Oh, I got my Pearl Jam commemorative tickets. Oh, I was so happy about this because I got the concert poster. I want to get it framed. 795 days ago, I bought Pearl Jam tickets. You already know this if you're here. And it had the option to buy a printed ticket. Now, normal, sane people don't spend 10 extra dollars to have a piece of paper sent to you that is worthless. Except I'm not a sane person and I adore ticket stubs. It's one of my favorite collections of all my many pretty worthless collections. It's one of my favorites and not having ticket stubs really annoys me. And it was a week and a half, almost two weeks after the show was over and I still didn't have them. And you can't call Ticketmaster. There is not a number to call Ticketmaster. I've done all the research in the world. There is no such thing as picking up the phone and calling Ticketmaster or Live Nation or any of them. And I just thought, all right, well, I didn't care about the 10 bucks on one of my damn tickets. And they finally came just the other day, and it made my day. So there you go. Let's jump into some audio here, have a little bit of fun before we go down the topics of uh, nonsense over the next two segments. What do we got here? Oh, it's our good old friend Marjorie Trailer Park Green. And this, well, let's just play it. There's no reason to set it up. This is today's worst idea. Meanwhile, at the Texas Youth Summit, Air Canada, get this, has ordered 30 electric airplanes. Yeah, electric airplanes. How about that? Electric airplanes. So, I mean, it, it shouldn't surprise you. Look who's the president of, I mean, the Justin president. Trudeau, right? The president. So we were, we were joking around and we were talking, how is there an electric airplane and what does that look like? So we were, we were just making fun and thinking about, remember back a long time ago and you've seen movies where people in those slave ships and they're down there and they're rowing and they're being whipped to row? What? We're saying, how are they going to keep powering these electric airplanes? What are they going to have? It's like a spin class in a tube huh? where, where they've got everybody riding spin cycles and then those mean, nasty airline stewardess that force you to wear masks all the time on the planes back when we were forced to wear masks. Are they going to be forcing you to, like, keep spinning to keep the airplane? What the hell is she talking about? <laughs> Marjorie, Trailer Park Green, represents... A lot of people who live just hundreds and hundreds of feet away from where, well, maybe yards, from where I sit right now. It is an absolute embarrassment. And yes, Margie, he is the prime minister. Justin Trudeau is not the president of Canada. Okay, now, for the realest thing, I am in love with this. 
I want to throw a huge party and invite too many people. I don't know why you do that. Because I'm inviting my entire family, including second cousins I've never met. That sounds fucking awful. And my parents' friends I don't know. That's even worse. Planning this party will consume my life for the next 18 months. So much effort for one fucking party. Oh, and I'll go way over budget on stuff that doesn't matter, like centerpieces and table runners. Completely unnecessary. I'll overpay a DJ to play music that easily just could have been a playlist. How could it get worse? But wait, I'm gonna make myself and the people closest to me buy suits that they'll never wear again. What an incredible burden. And the party will be at a location where everyone has to fly to. Oh, f*** you. I'll call the party my wedding. Oh, that sounds great. I can't wait to go. <laughs> it's so perfect, isn't it? It's so great. You can't not think that's funny. I mean, I guess you can, but you shouldn't. Um, I've been to a few weddings that were absolutely great. Uh, I've been to a few weddings of people who were getting married that I really felt bad that I was helping celebrate the guaranteed divorce that was to ensue because we all knew it, but we all pretended like this was a good idea. Been to a lot of those, and uh, those are just unfortunate uh, gatherings. Um, and I've been in one, no, two. I've been in two weddings. And they were both pretty much a burden. And I, they're both divorced. <laughs> How about that? Both of them are divorced. They were probably about 10 years apart. One was about 03, and the next one was yeah, literally about 10, about 2013. I don't have that many friends that are going to put a lot of faith in me to come through on a wedding. Oh, let me take that back. I was in a third wedding, the best one. And, of course, they're divorced as well. In the Dominican. And it was paid for. So that was pretty good. All-inclusive. Yeah, how could I forget that? Uh, also, a celebration of a guaranteed divorce. Marriage. Such a weird thing. Why would anybody do this? I mean, if it works for you and makes you happy, I'm, I'm so happy for you and anybody who does it. But the, um, the track record isn't very good. And the final one here, calling it the coolest thing, because I always love hearing isolated vocals. And I'll tell you why I decided on this one for the coolest thing afterwards. It's Dave Grohl from The Pretender. Spinning that's in the T-board The wheel is spinning me It's never ending Never ending Same old story What if I say I'm not like the others? What if I say I'm not just another one of your plays? You're the pretender What if I say I will never surrender? What if I say I'm not like the others? What if I say I'm not just another Yeah, so if you're going to get married, don't invite me to be in the wedding because so far I'm 0-3 uh, for uh, success rate. The Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute show was in Los Angeles at the L.A. Forum, or now called the Kia Forum, and it looked to be pretty, uh, pretty awesome, maybe, except it was about six and a half hours long, and there was so many guests there. I would have I, I would have been tired of being there for six hours, but I know a, a couple people who went specifically just to L.A. Boom, going to the show. Of course, Taylor Hawkins, their drummer, who died at only the age of fifty earlier this year. All right, enough fun and games. The Pride event and Wanderlinger specifically. My thoughts on that with some audio from the city council meeting, and then after that, the East Ridge incident with audio from the incident itself. I'll get started on it all coming up next.
Now back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. StoneOnAir.com. A week to honor the LGBTQ plus community is being met with controversy due to a video posted on Twitter. Good evening. I'm Kim Chapman Whitfield. That video shows a drag show that was open to kids at a Chattanooga brewery and has drawn the attention of a conservative blogger who says it's inappropriate. Jordan Karnback takes a closer look at the video and why one mother says there shouldn't be any backlash. Jordan. That's right, it's Pride Week here in Chattanooga and some events welcome all ages. Now, that viral video has stirred up conversation when it comes to the youth attending drag shows. I spoke to the person who tweeted the video as well as someone who attended the event to get the full story. If you don't want to take your kid to a drag show, don't take your kid to a drag show. One viral video circulating Twitter has caught the eye of the community. And political right-wing activist Robbie Starbuck says it's too much for the eyes of the youth. I don't think that's appropriate for kids and kids should not be allowed to go to that. Historically, if you look at even some of the biggest drag queens in the world, they're no stranger to admitting the fact that this is a very sexual, you know, sort of, we'll call it, they say it's an art form. This is that Beck song I was talking about, the old man version. Kim Chapman Whitfield. I knew she married Sean Whitfield. I didn't know she would hyphenate her name. The guy's a dope. Had a little bit of a business dealing with him when I first got let go at GOW. He's a, he's fine. I mean, he's a nice enough guy, but he's a dope. She seems like a nice gal. I'm surprised she'd fall for such a dopey dude. All right, so this is a this is a difficult one to initially tackle it because I was torn um, going both directions at first, and it didn't take long though. Didn't take long to not be torn at all. I, I initially wanted to just be me and say, without really putting any effort into it and just saying, yeah, this is a bunch of fake outrage types enough. You know, don't, don't even pay them attention. And then I thought differently for a few minutes. And then I wavered back towards, okay, I can I can handle this. I can devil's advocate this and I can do both sides on this. And then I'm closer to more. This is a kind of a lot of a lot of fake outrage. A lot of this is more about me and look at me and how how many likes and shares and cares and all that I can get online. And who can I get on TV with? And will Newsmax put me on to talk about the blah 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 blah? It's really gone that direction. And for the next two segments, the 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 key word I name every show one or at the very most two, but usually just one word. I don't know why I did that one day. I started doing it and just continued doing it. And the, today's show is called Context. And I always get mad at people and argue that when people miss the point, we'll call, oh, yeah, you're missing the point. No, oftentimes people are ignoring the point. If you miss the point, that's fine. If you're ignoring the point, I want to punch you in the face. Now, if you're missing the context because it's not there and it's not been given to you, that's fine. Let's have a conversation and we'll get the context correct. If you're ignoring the context because you just want to, well, then you're an asshole. And there's a lot of context that has been missing in both of these two stories. TV news 
cable TV over the years blurred the context of stories and situations, and social media has virtually all but eliminated it. And it is, it's, it's infuriating. And the buzzwords, if you get anybody out there throwing the groomers words around, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna have this. You know, I, I'm auto- automatically turning, turning you off. And I'll, I'll, I'll get to the Wanderlinger thing in particular here in just a minute. But there is one thing I do agree with the people who are infuriated about there being youth day with these drag shows. First of all, most people don't really even understand what a drag show is. I think they're ridiculous. I think they're nonsense. But I think they're, generally speaking, mostly harmless. Now, if you told me the kid was at Allen Gold's, we'd have a different conversation going on here. But that's not what this is. This is an all-ages, middle-of-the-day uh, event celebrated at several different places in town, and it was completely harmless. Somebody went to these looking for something to post, looking for a problem to create a problem to put it out there. But there is one thing I do agree, that you can, at any age, turn your change your sexual orientation based on the uh, influences you have around you. That is absolutely true. And we've all had these arguments all these years. Oh, my God, is, is, are you born gay or can you be turned gay? I'm like, this is such a stupid conversation. And anybody who knows me in here every week already know what I think about all that. And the gayest straight man is alive. I don't understand why we need, I'll be gay if I want to be gay. Shut up. Go away. So I do understand the, the, the concern of people thinking that, oh, children, they might be gay if they see gay things. Here's the problem. There's nothing gay going on. There's nothing homosexual going on. It was just strange and abnormal and not traditional. That's what it was. Homophobia is real. That's what this is. Homophobic, homophobic behavior by many, many, many people. I thought it kind of, we kind of got away from that. No, no, no. They never left. They just stayed quiet. Now they're given a platform to be louder. I used to think, I heard this somewhere a long time ago on something, it would be like a meme now. Phobia, it's a fear, right? Phobia is a fear. It's an irrational fear. You're not homophobic. You're just an asshole. You're not scared of gay people. That's dumb. You're just an ass. That was wrong. For me to agree with that was wrong. Many, 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 un- countless people are scared of, of homosexual lifestyle. It's a damn shame, but it's true. And they're never just going to grow out of it and just not be that way anymore. And this, there's never been anything that points to that point any clearer than this situation at Wanderlinger and a couple others around town. But the Wanderlinger one I want to speak to the most. And I want to talk about some things when I was 10 years old at a Hooters before I get out of here. And I got to hurry because this time's going to evaporate like that. Nobody knows this situation or understands this situation other than her parents and her close loved ones more than I do when it comes to the, the situation at the Wanderlinger. I just got to assume you already know. I don't have time to, to spell out the whole thing. I know this little girl. Like, really well as you possibly can know a three to five-year-old. I don't even know. I think she's closer to five, four, whatever it is. I know her, and I know her parents very, very well. This girl knows my name. She sees me. Ah, Brian Stone. Okay? 
So I have more of a perspective on this than anybody else. And the parents have been noticeably quiet for, for a very obvious reason. So I'm not telling you who any of these people are, but I am going to give you my perspective on it. She is the size of, if, of an average human, you know, grown-ass adult. Her height is the size of about crotch level. She is a social butterfly. She is, there's not, there's shy, you know, reserved kid. No, 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 no. This girl, little girl can't wait to be uh, around people hugging and smiling and laughing and dancing. She is all about it because she has been introduced to so many different social uh, circles and different events and, and, and raised so incredibly well. And when she comes up to you, no matter who you is, she's generally hands out in a kind of huggy, feely fashion almost every time anyway. And she'll grab onto your leg and she'll grab, you know, she's just, she's just happy to see people. And it's just, it's, it's very common for, for children to be like this. It's also very common for, to be very shy and reserved and not want to do any of those things. Neither are good or bad. They're both just whatever the situation for that individual young, maturing little boy or girl is. And the person, the adult in, in question that's being, being berated everywhere from this uh, performance at Wanderlinger Brewing Company in the middle of the freaking day at like one o'clock in the afternoon, first of all, was a biological female. She was a woman, not a man. And she was dressed like Ariel, I guess. It's a mermaid. That's from The Little Mermaid, right? I don't know. I think that's right. I know she was dressed like a mermaid because I saw it. And it had that, uh, that fabric that if you rub it up and down, it changes colors or at least contrasts. And it's very shiny and it's very different. And even an, an adult would want to be, oh, hey, how's that? Wow, that's pretty cool. A child who's at that level for two and a half seconds rubs on this fabric. Now, I know optics is everything and no one wants any context. They just want to see this uh, or all they want to see is a quick two and a half second clip. And then I'm mad as hell. I'm going to bang it out on a chair. This is mad about. Just shut up and chill out, you grown ass, supposed grown ass adults. This is the first guy at the city council meeting. I could only stomach about 15 minutes of it. This is what this crone, old crony had to say about this exact situation. Give me about a minute on this. I'm here to address uh, what I hope all of you have seen, and that is this uh, display of the drag queen at the Wander, Wander, Wanderlinger Bar. Spit it out, Junior. Where uh, a little girl, maybe three or four years old, uh, goes up and is induced to rub the genitals of one of these drag queens. And... This, this video has now made the internet and this little girl and will live with this image or these images of her the rest of her life. And clearly a crime has been committed. Jesus. Uh, sexual battery. Jesus Christ. Uh, but my concern is you have children protective services uh, and I just want to inquire the council. I think the council ought to involve themselves in this. This old codger is saying that this, that a young little girl was induced to rubbing a drag queen's crotch, which is absolutely 100,000 million percent not true. Zero context used here. And this is rampant all over social media. And Weston Womp has been a big problem on, on Twitter. And 
and and and I'm I'm regretting voting for this man more and more every day. I think it can be re- reconciled long term. We'll see. But he didn't put anything on Facebook. He only put it on Twitter. Why? Because he knew it would get screenshotted, and then everybody else, all the dullards, all the dimwits, would start spreading it around. Oh, I didn't do it. They did it. He didn't just forget to put it on his Facebook page. It's cre- it's created uh, threats. It's created. Wanderlinger had to close down. I don't know if they've opened back up because if there was threats, if there were going to people were going to come and I don't know tear the place down. I don't know. It's dangerous and it's it's uh, irresponsible. Listen, is it a good idea? Is it a good idea to have what is labeled a drag show for the for the youth to be allowed to come to? Probably not. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't care about that. That's not what this is about. You don't want your kids going to drag shows. Don't go. Pretty easy, right? Pretty simple stuff. But drag shows are not necessarily sexually based. I did a search here. God damn it, where did it go? I'll have to pause this. Hold on. All right, I got it. Googling drag. Unlike the secrecy of cross-dressing, in which the attempt is often to pass as a woman, dragging involves performance whereby the intent is an undoing of gender norms through doing or dressing the part of the opposite sex. There is a rich literary um, a tradition of men taking st- stage in women's clothing. Clothing At its core, drag is a creative act, a powerful and personal form of self-expression. Many performers also credit it with giving them a voice. Others use it to explore sexual and gender identity and expression. Still, others say drag helps them accept, accept themselves. By definition, a drag queen is distinct from a cross-dresser, sometimes called a transvestite, because the motivation of dragging is not typically sexual. That's just some quick Google searches on what is a drag queen or a drag show, all right? It's it's not what people are used to. They don't understand it, and they are ignorant to it. These are were mostly men, and also they're a woman, dressed in flamboyant costumes. One of them, people were upset because of... The, the person's legs were spread open in front of a child. It was a dance routine that had a leg spread for a split second, bounced back up and did a twirly dance and ran. It's not any of those things. Let me ask you this. When I was 10 years old, I went to uh, Hooters in um, underground Atlanta. It's my birthday weekend. My dad often took me to Atlanta first week and a half of April either for games or for whatever. I just, it was always a place I would spend my birthday. And the Hooters girls came and sang me uh, happy birthday. I was embarrassed as hell, blood red face, just like, oh my God. You know, these scantily clad wannabe strippers from the, what, from the um, uh, uh, Confederate Railroad song, too much lipstick and uh, too much rouge gets me excited, gets me feeling confused. I like my women on the trashy side. Imagining nobody has any issue with that. Every January, the World of Wheels comes to the convention center and brings all these cars and encouraged to bring the family. And who is often the star of the show outside of the automobiles? The Texas bikini team. Nobody has a problem with that, do they? That's just normalized. It's okay. That's just, that's fun family entertainment. 
How about the famous chicken at the ball games? One of his routines he always did when he was trying to, quote-unquote, distract the umpire in between innings. He would pull out a six-foot life-size picture of a woman in a bikini. Nobody had a problem with that. It was okay. I mean, I'm sure a few grandmas didn't like it. What about the tilted kilt? What about NBA and NFL cheerleaders on the sidelines? Legs spread up in the air, jumping around like gymnastic style, very scantily clad. Uh, clad. How, about, how about Twin Peaks, which we're about to get here in Eastridge? Twin Peaks. It's just a little more upscale Hooters. What do you think Twin Peaks means? Use your imagination. Yes, sexualization of our entertainment is okay as long as it's heterosexual entertainment. It can't look funny. It can't be flamboyant. It can't be different than what we're used to. It can't be homosexual. So I'm disgusted with Weston Womp making a lot of noise on it on Twitter. I want to thank Tim Kelly for not only not saying anything about it, but also praising that this week is weekend is Pride History, start of Pride History Month and the Pride Festival going on downtown. And I want to punch this guy in the face. Colton Moore, just down in Georgia. Senator-elect Colton Moore says he is, quote, demanding a ban on drag sex shows aimed at Georgia's children and to make it a felony for adults to bring their children to see these kinds of sexual displays. Continue quote from this asshole. When we... When will the sexualization of our children stop? I don't have time to wait for that answer, and that's why I plan to pass felony legislation against any adult who exposes their children to these perverted, hypersexualized drag shows and remove their parental rights. After the recent events in Chattanooga where children were encouraged, not true, to sexually please the entertainers, it has come to my attention that some leaders in law enforcement would be reluctant to take action against such blatant act of child molestation. This guy is senator-elect in Georgia. People are seeing this. They don't care about context. They didn't miss it. They don't care about it. And this is statement portions of from the, um, uh, the Pride organization here uh, officially. I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't see what they exactly call themselves. But here's this, and I'll wrap it up. As you are well aware, our pride president and vice president have been subject to numerous vicious attacks and verbal slander from individuals who seek to divide us. There has been an endless number of lies about our event and about our Youth Day event itself. These individuals have also harassed local businesses that are involved with our events. Taking the vitriol further, Hamilton County Mayor Weston Womp has chosen to elevate and legitimize these extremists by retweeting them and using their vile hate to score cheap political points. He has chosen to give internet trolls a platform, therefore inciting violence against members of our community. Two more paragraphs and I'm done. The individual portraying Ariel in the clip is not a drag performer, but a biological female that does princess parties all over Chattanooga. Her tail was made of a reversible sequin fabric, which is why the younger child was touching it. What the clip did not show was the performer redirecting the child by shifting to the side. Some of the clips circulating about one of the drag performers was from a completely different event, which was not affiliated with Chattanooga Pride. This event was also marked as 18 plus. No minors were in attendance, and that was one of the ones shown on the trail. This is ridiculous. This is irresponsible. This is wrong. And this is 
the state of affairs with social media and the wasteland that is Twitter and Facebook and the contextless world we're living in. It makes me fucking sick. That's it. I gotta go. I'd tell you about this Neil Young crap that involves Beck and whatever that I mentioned the other day or the other segment. I don't feel like it. I got another segment of another story completely taken out of context by a bunch of dumb fucks and it comes up next. More of Stone On Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. The sheriff's office tells us no new school resource officer is assigned to Eastridge right now. Chattanooga's chapter of the NAACP will meet with the sheriff and school superintendent this week over the incident. Our Liam Collins spoke with the man who started the school resource officer program. That responsibility is the safety and security of the students, the faculty, and the, sca- and the staff. Charles Laurie uh, started Hamilton well, County School Resource Officer Program more than 25 years ago. He spoke with Local 3 News generally about the role of an SRO. There is no guideline that says this is what you do in every single situation because all situations are different. Deputy McRae has since requested to be reassigned after the incident. According to the sheriff's office, his position has not been refilled yet. Adding to the shortage of school resource officers, there are nine open positions for school resource deputies in the school district. Pierre plans to argue for better training for the position. So, um, I generally... I've loosened up over the years, but I generally try to keep the show expletive free as much as possible i i don't find gratuitous language and just like anything else gratuitous sex gratuitous violence i i find it to be uh for 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 the lowest common denominator so i apologize about cussing so much but i already already have some more coming up here from the clips i'm going to play you and so i decided to take a breather turn on the braves game see if i can calm down a little bit and then they just lost in extra innings so i'm just in a god-awful mood I mean, it's not that bad. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, The kids are not all right from the offspring. And I had every intention on doing this segment about the East Ridge kid that was pepper sprayed by the SRO. And I had every intention on thinking that this was a negligence by the officer. That this was, once again, a situation where the officer did not have the proper training or understanding and how to defuse a situation within a high school. That's why the rejoin is primarily talking about a, a school resource officers. And then today, I was uh, record day, I was going to look into it more, pull some national stories, try to put together the narrative that I thought that this was going to be, and then it took a sharp left turn when I found out that there was body cam footage i knew there was some you know a little bit of it because i had seen it on twitter turns out there's a whole an entire hour and 15 minutes of this on youtube completely unedited and um and just raw footage with incredible quality now i hope every police department across the entire country is equipped with this kind of technology because this 
is what gets the answers. This is what puts things in perspective. And this, here's that word again, is what gives you context. Imagine living in a world, because this is what I see on Facebook and, and, and Twitter amongst these conversations. Imagine living in a world where someone came up to you and said, oh, did you hear the, uh, the, the police officer at East Ridge High School pepper sprayed a kid because he wouldn't play kickball. Can you believe that? And then your response being, oh, wow, that's terrible. I can't believe that would happen. And then like, that's it. Like nothing else is discussed. Or if you hear, oh, hey, can you believe this SRO, SRO, SOB pepper spraying and dragging out a kid because he wouldn't take off his backpack at East Ridge High School and now the kids are marching out to try to get the man fired? This is crazy. I can't believe this. And then the response being, oh, this is an outrage. I can't believe it. Imagine that's how your just dull life would be because that's how so many loud voices are on Facebook and Twitter that that's all they need to hear. That's all they need to hear. Oh, that's an outrage. This is an outrage. When I post this on social media, I'm likely going to put, I'm going to push it pretty hard and put a lot of promos. I think people need to hear this. That I have two perspectives on both of these stories that almost nobody does. One, I know the girl and the, and the parents from the, uh, the past segment and two i watched the body cam video almost nobody's gonna watch the body cam video and nobody or at least not got a a, a platform like this has any uh knowledge of the people involved also never even mentioned it i know the wanderlinger owners and half the staff they're friends of mine so yeah i'm a little defensive i probably should have already said that but you probably already knew that So anyway, I went into this with a preconceived notion, a preconceived um, bias slant to where I thought this was going to go and found out once I got real, contextual, raw audio video footage, high def, by the way, and realized this is nothing more than a complete insubordination, incorrigible overall real stain and mark and decay of social cultural norms that we that I think are most of us would be appalled if we knew more about it this kid at this school I want to punch his lights out this police officer is a saint the fact that this police officer didn't beat the shit out of this kid is the news here that is what is to be praised and discussed And I'll get to that more in just a minute. And I'll play the audio that I pulled from the body cam video, which it's an hour and 15 minutes. You only need to watch about 20 minutes of it to really get the perfect understanding of what's going on. I am not that far removed from high school. I am not that far removed from being a young person. I don't have children that somehow cloud normal, regular, everyday, respectable people's minds to where they can't forget and they regress and they turn into uh, uh, Alzheimer patients and they don't remember how awful high school was. And it's not my baby and it doesn't happen to my kid. And my kid, I mean, I swear, people's mental capacity just drops off a cliff once they have a child. I don't have that problem. 
I don't have that, uh, that, that, th- those blinders on that l- doesn't let me remember, oh, yeah, high school was just 22 years ago. And my memory, though clouded and fogged from all the brain damage I've inflicted on myself with my terrible decisions in life, hasn't r- erased my memory completely. And I'm pretty good about reading a room. And I'm pretty good about seeing people in action and figuring them out pretty quickly. I don't know why psychiatrists and psychology is such, I mean, I do know why in a lot of ways, but to me it seems silly that it's such a high-educated, high-profile, high-income-earning uh, er, position because it's really not that hard. Oftentimes, why don't you go talk to a psychiatrist? Why? So I can pay somebody to tell me what I already know? I know what my effing problems are. Why would I ask somebody to tell me more about it? All right, I'm getting sidetracked here. But when I'm watching this video earlier, the PE coach is, he is every PE coach, PE teacher, high school coach of whatever sport in every school across America. He's the same guy. He might as well have been casted in Hollywood for a bad teen movie. Now, is the guy a racist, terrible person? Is he, uh, is he hard to deal with? Can he be, uh, his authority be strong at times? Yeah, probably. You know, most coaches are. But this kid, if this is the norm nowadays, I don't understand that. But I do understand it from a peripheral vision of the out-of-control nature that is so much of the youth of America. And it's, I mean, this this now starts to sound like old man, get off my lawn stuff. But this kid, I figured him out real quick, even through his destruction of the English language and the bruhs and the, all the nonsense, uh, nonsensical way of speaking to adults. I mean, I don't think he's 18, but he's pretty damn close. So, but anyway, the, the, what happened was, is dude didn't want to play. And this is my, it is a little conjecture, but it's what I put together from what I saw, and I believe it to be 100% true. If you don't think I'm right or you want to challenge it, go watch it yourself. I don't know what else you'll come up with. He didn't want to play kickball. This punk-ass kid didn't want to play uh, kickball. He said he was sick, so he went to sit on the bleachers. Now, there was some kind of interaction of one of the coach asking, why are you on the bleachers and not playing? And he told him he was sick. So he stayed on, on the bleachers. Okay, well, you know the coach called bunk on that inside his head. I thought this asshole kid is just lying and doesn't want to play. Fine, whatever. Move along. They play the kickball. It's part of the damn curriculum. Physical education is a class. It's just as if he said, I don't want to take my math test today, math teacher. Why? Because I'm sick. Ugh, all right, whatever. All right. Few minutes later, or however long it is down the down the line, probably within the hour, he's out on the court playing basketball. They're in the gym the whole time, and he's playing basketball with the boys. Coach comes up and says, "Hey, I thought you were sick." And then that's when it that's when it, that part's not on camera, so nobody knows who said what. The kid lied, so he didn't have to play kickball. And then later on, when no one was like, when coach wasn't around, hey, I'm going to play ball with my boys. Sounds like a pretty typical stupid asshole thing a kid would do. All of them lie. They're liars. Worst liars ever, too, because they're dumb as hell. And so adults can catch you in your stupid lie because you're dumb. Here's the first cut I have. This is when the, the SRO first shows up to, um, to talk to both the coach, the punk-ass kid, and he's just standing there listening from his body cam. You came to me 
after I came down on the bleachers. That's my whole point. You keep talking about the you that's the game. The question. We're doing a kickball game. You keep talking about the game. That's you the don't whole play. point. Well, when we had free time in basketball, that's when you did. And I asked you a question. So why aren't you feeling better now than you, when you wasn't earlier? It was too much. And I think that's a legitimate question. I, it doesn't matter. It does I'm up there on the bleachers, and I'm just not. I'm telling you, I was okay. feeling myself. It's the reason why I came down from off the bleachers. It don't matter about no basketball. It don't matter about no no kickball. It ain't. It don't got nothing to do with none of that. I said I was feeling sick. If I'm feeling sick, I'm gonna be up there on the bleachers. Where did you not understanding that? When I'm feeling myself, I'm gonna come down. What did you not understand in this? Lower your voice. Can you voice. can you imagine talking to a coach of all people or any administrator at a high school like that? It doesn't matter what I did. Mean. It don't have nothing to do with that. Can you imagine this? What world are we living in that that is not? It's be. I mean, they're it's they're letting this be accepted because I guess they pretty much have to. And so the last voice you heard there was the police officer saying, hey, hey, just keep your voice down. You can hear there's kids all over the place. It's making a scene. People have surely got their phones out. They think they're making fun TikToks for the day. Somebody's waiting for their gotcha moment. And this punk ass thought he had it. The SRO right after that, as he tells him to settle down, walks over to him and puts his hand on his shoulder. Just like, you know, I put like, son, like I'm talking to you and my hand's on the shoulder kind of thing and this is where that goes which is even more unbelievable oh, i'm just losing myself anything else you want to come from it i don't want you wanna, if you want to talk to anybody I, I i got a lawyer anything but you're not going to come to me no type of way and disrespect me bro get your hands off me hold on Get your hands off me. I said, hold on. You got five seconds to get your what hands off me. What the fuck are you going to do? You got five seconds what, what to get you your hands do? on me. What you going to do? You got five seconds you got, to get your hands on me. I ain't going to do doing nothing. You exactly. going to get your ass off, off of me and get out my presence like you got some sense. Be a I, good I citizen like you is. How about you be a good citizen not raise your voice? With that badge on your hood. And causing a big scene inside the gym. No, I ain't because causing you really pushing for disorderly conduct. I ain't pushing nothing. You if are. I'm pushing some, all right. All right, so when I first watched this, I had just gotten started, and I thought, okay, this kid's a punk ass, but as soon as the the SRO, the second thing he says after um, uh, you got five seconds to get your hand off me, which is, first of all, to that, <laughs> tell a cop that, you're a 17-year-old kid, get your hand, you got five seconds to get your hand off me. Boy, you'll be clocked in the head, man. Um, uh he says, what are you going to fucking do? Or he, he cussed, F-bombed in there. And I thought, oh, no. If this cop starts doing that, that's going to escalate. And But that was the, I think he, it feels like he caught himself. Um, I'd love to think that this, this body cam and mic thing really is in their heads. And they realize, whoa, whoa, I have got to keep the straight line here. Because if this was another era, this kid would have been knocked the F out in five to ten minutes, and this he'd be drug out of there, and it'd be over. This went on for an hour. This kid is just insubordinate and uh, incorrigibly defiant and disregarding and disobeying every single thing this officer says for at least a solid 20 minutes. That's when he finally got pepper sprayed. This is the last bit of it. This is where some of the cussing back and forth. Again, an, oh, my God, can you believe this is happening moment this would be shortly before the pepper spray comes out. Here's our uh, last clip. 
Come on, man, get your stuff. Let's go. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Because even Mr. Perry wants you to get you stuff because he wants you to meet him over there. So let's go. I don't care about what Mr. Perry said. I'm in this class. I just got in this class. Okay. Let's go. What you say to me, dog? Let's go. Get the fuck out of my face. Come on, man. You finna take a ride to jail, dude. I ain't fucking with you. Who the fuck is you talking about riding jail? I ain't this shit to begin with. It's called disorderly conduct. So an SRO officer tells a minor that your coach, your teacher, Mr. Perry, wants you to come over here, and he goes, I don't give a fuck what Mr. Perry says. To an SRO, to a police officer, a man with a gun and a badge, is one thing if he said that to his teacher, as, as incomprehensible as that is to think about. He says it to the police officer. And somehow the result isn't being slammed violently to the ground, backpack ripped off, violently handcuffed, and thrown in the back of a, of a cop car. This is the inmates running the asylum. This is unfathomable that then days later, all these dipshit kids then walk out of class because we have to have the SRO removed for his excessive force. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stupid, stupid children. They're the worst. They're the worst, and with these phones in their hand and their terrible-ass parents. Oh, God. I mean, what, what the life I choose to live, some people don't get it, but I look at the, the people that do these kinds of things and try to have children and raise them good, bad, ugly, indifferent, awful, terrible. That, that's a nightmare. Why would you ever put yourself through this kind of life? Uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. I'm forgetting about some things I probably was going to go with. I don't know if I've pissed people off. I mean, I don't know if people... I'm sure some liberal friends of mine are going to think I'm being um, offensive to a certain degree with maybe the way I changed the tone of my voice as I told this story. But I'm just telling Watch the goddamn video. Don't talk to me and don't know about what I said. Talk, watch the video. That's all you need to see. I mean, you will, you will want to physically harm this kid. It'll make you so frustrated and it and it, and it and it makes me very very happy to see a police officer do an excellent job an incredible job i was set 24 hours ago to talk more and more about how i think most police officers suck and i don't trust hardly any of them and they're not equipped to do their jobs they're not trained professionally properly and they're terrible and that's what i thought this segment was going to be what a breath of fresh air Put these cameras with high-definition video and audio on every police officer in America, and we will not have to sit around and have debates about it, except for when social media gets a hold of it and chops it up, purposely leaves out context, so all the dumbasses in the world can sit around, I can't believe he got pepper straight because he wouldn't play kickball. Can you believe that? Shut up. Sorry. I gotta go. See you later. Have a good one. We'll do it again next time.